My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. I am Iron Man. We're going to pause here. We're doing an emergency session because of today's... Ben Affleck is returning as Batman in The Flash. In the... In, sorry, in The Flash. I am Brandon Katz, senior entertainment reporter at Observer. I'm with... Eric Italiano, senior editor at Bro Bible. We had to hop on the microphone and just respond to this news. So like I said, the original report says it's only for this movie. It's more of a send-off. It confirms Michael Keaton. It confirms the multiverse in the DCEU. Eric, there are many reasons why this is such a huge move for everything involving DC. What is the number one reason fans should or shouldn't be excited? Uh, the number one thing that fans should be pumped about for this news is I think it, it shows the fact that DC has sort of found their groove. Um, I think that they have figured out something, a way to build their own MCU without ripping off the MCU. They tried that once, it failed. Uh, and now I think that they're leaning towards what I would call a very comic book heavy approach in terms of universes and characters and all that stuff. So I think if you're a fan of comic books, seeing two Batman, Batmans talk on screen for the first time. Are we going to call it Batmans or Batmans? Because well, so I, 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 I wrote in my blog, I think Batman sounds a little bit questionable. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to stick with Batmans. Okay, because we're going to be using this throughout the pod and for the months to come as we discuss The Flash. So we need to decide right now. So I wrote that in the same way that the first Avengers was sort of a landmark moment to see all these big characters share a screen for the first time. I think that what they're doing with the Batmans in The Flash is sort of the same thing. It probably won't be as big of a deal. But in terms of a landmark moment for comic book fans, it's going to be something that we haven't seen yet and yet is a huge part of comic book storytelling. So I'm thrilled by it. You're more plugged into the space than me. You didn't hear any rumors of this at all? or So I had for months 100% killed the idea of Ben Affleck ever returning as Batman. I would have bet literally any amount of money that we'd never see him again. I felt like... Michael Caine in The Dark Knight Rises when he tells Bruce Wayne, I've buried enough members of the Wayne family. So like, <laughs> I am very pleasantly surprised and happy for Ben Affleck that this is happening because I had zero idea this was coming. So they did a good job then because, I mean, I haven't even seen rumors of this at all. It, it, and to be fair, like, once they announce, uh, what the hell is his name? Keaton was going to come back. We probably should have expected well, they didn't it. that was the raps report, and we were thinking at DC fandom it might be officially confirmed. Now this has has done that job. Gotcha. So, uh, but point being is that we should have expected something like this, but I didn't. It didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> and that's what's the best. I think so often these days we do have reports, we do have rumors, we do have hints and suggestions on film Twitter that we kind of know a lot of the big news that's coming. And this is one of those throwback, like early internet days where it's just catching everybody 
by surprise. And, and for the most part across the board, people are really united and happy about this news. I mean, all that's left is that if they pull it off. Yeah. Naturally. No, the news itself, in terms of like storytelling and hype, I mean, that's as big as you could ask for. I'm imagining that these aren't the only Batmans that are going to appear. I'm willing to... Go ahead, Brennan. No, so I was going to say, like, do we think they're going to Spider-Verse it? I think Robert Pattinson's Batman is going to show up in some way, shape, or form. In you think a... he'll show up in The Flash? Yeah, in a quote that I sent you from director Andy Muschietti. Uh, Muschietti, I think it is. Oh, I... I actually did, did not send you this one, but he, he says that like, uh, this is gonna confirm that everything you've seen in the past and everything you're going to see is all in the same verse. They're tying it all in. So you think for sure we're gonna see Robert Pattinson in The Flash? Because I, I think that's a, that's a big, big may, question mark. He may not appear in it to the same extent that Ben and Keaton do, but I do think that he will appear in some way, shape, or form, yeah. I gotta, you know, it's just hard for me to think that. I think what I like about this move is that it doesn't matter if the Batman takes place within the DCEU or not. With this confirmed element of parallel dimension hopping multiverse in play, WB now has the freedom to do both standalones and crossovers at the same time. And the Flash I see is kind of like a test run for future franchise planning. So I still don't think it's going to be used to kind of help set up the Batman and help connect to that. I think we'll still just have Matt Reeves uh, version and the Robert Pattinson, but I think down the line, once he's established in a moneymaker, you will see Warner Brothers be like, okay, it's time to do some multiverse wonkery. We're doing a crossover with Robert Pattinson in the next Justice League. Right, right, right. What do you think this means now? So. For the Batman, which we've discussed a little bit, but what do you think it means for the future of DC overall? Because this has far-reaching implications for the rest of, you know, their comic book library. Well, real, real uh, quick, the uh, quote that I just brought brought up was Andy Muschietti, right? Is that it? I think that's it. Quote, it is saying, uh, uh, quote, on how the Flash connects to the DC storytelling so far. Quote, it is saying that all you've seen exists and everything that you will see exists in the same unified universe. So that to me says that any version of Batman that we've seen is now on, on the deck. Now, do I think that Christian Bale is going to pop up? No. But <laughs> does somebody from that universe pop up? Maybe. Maybe. I saw on Twitter somebody already suggested what if Joseph Gordon-Levitt is that Batman, because, you know, he was obviously set up in The Dark Knight Rises, and so he comes back. Yeah, that's fascinating stuff right there. I mean, so that's how, I, so uh, what What'd you ask me? What does this mean for Batman going forward? Yeah, like the Batman and the DC in general. I mean, I think that the word out there is this is not, you know, news that they're going to bring Ben back full time. Uh, I think that ship has sailed. Uh, but I think it just confirms that Warner Bros. now realizes that Batman is their cash cow. Uh, they are going to uh, uh, get paid off of him in any way that they can. 
uh, you know, reports or quote unquote rumors back when the Keaton news first broke was that he was going to play like a Nick Fury-esque role. Uh, so that tells me right away that they want Batman to be in as much of it as possible going, going forward, uh, which as a fan is phenomenal news. I think that's, a, uh, I think that's a smart move. He's always gonna, he, he's always gonna bring you in like a bottom dollar. Like you're never gonna make an unsuccessful Batman film. I, I just don't think it's possible. Just ask Batman and Robin, 1997, man. Killed the franchise for eight years until Nolan. Yeah, but I'm sure it was successful. I don't think Otherwise. so. You lost m- money. I gotta, I gotta check. You keep talking, I'm checking on those box office stats. So I think if you're a Batman fan, this is as good of news as you could hope for. And then, as I said at the top, if you're a comic book fan, this shows a sign that DC is really starting to lean into the multiverse comic book storytelling that opens up endless doors. Okay, so just for the record, on a $125 million budget in 1997, so ridiculously expensive, it only made $238 million worldwide. Wow, wow. So that's, that's an abject failure. Yeah. That, that was a tough one. Yeah. Aye. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, go, go ahead, B. I, mean, I, I like what you said because really the ultimate possibilities have now been opened. Pandora's box, but actually in a good way. You know, the, the DCEU, the Arrowverse, on the CW and all of the DC streaming shows can now theoretically cross over with one another as accepted canon. Warner Media has the ability, and DC specifically, to match elements and characters and different stories from each in various forms across theatrical movies, linear TV, streaming. That's a huge advantage for the corporation just to make money and for us as fans to get these really kind of interconnected interwoven stories that ping pong content and drive interest from project to project platform to platform and medium to medium so in that sense they are kind of building on what marvel did with its shared cinematic universe but taking it a step forward that as we discussed earlier really differentiates itself from what is the kind of walmart of superheroes at the moment that you know one size fits all and i think that's really really cool and just smart thinking this is a really unique pivot that shows that walter hamada who's the head of dc films has a plan and is kind of exactly brandon exactly great exactly no please go go ahead i'm I'm just saying that that's probably you asked what should fans be pumped about that the most that it finally feels like they have a plan all part of the plan, Eric. Exactly. So now that we kind of have this idea of where the universe might be going, uh, so now we have it confirmed that The Flash will have two Batmans, Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton. Both have great background stories for returning to the role, but they clearly eclipse The Flash. Like, they're the biggest elements of this movie and not The Flash himself. Are you worried at all that that could become a kind of concerning trend? Or do you think this is just a great one-off, but shouldn't necessarily become, you know, the original characters are being overshadowed by added value elements? I think it depends on how the events of the film impact the franchise as a whole. Uh, so, you know, you assume that the Flash is going to be going between, uh, you know, universes. How many of those changes are going to be in effect once the film is done? I'm willing to bet that this is just going to be more of a one-off. 
Uh, I don't think that we're going to see Ben Ben's Bat Batman outside of this. No, uh, the original report said it was a, a send off. But it, but from what I from what I could read, he's going to be involved in the film itself pretty pretty deeply. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Andy Muschietti said he both him and Keaton have substantial roles. I think. So I, I I think as a one off, it's a good sign. Uh, I think if they were like trying to revamp Ben's Batman, that that would be a bad sign. But I think it staying as a contained sort of uh, you know Flashpoint esque story is as I said. I mean, it's going to be something like we haven't seen in you know comic book film it's going to be like a ground actually no we did see two Cap captain americas in and end game but and we also saw i think this whole entire concept was kind of proven that it could work in spider-verse and by but the that's way that's a cartoon and as good as it is it's different rules yeah that's true but for all of our listeners spider-verse you should go check out our interview with uh, jake johnson on a previous pod talks about spider-verse jurassic world some really cool stuff go download that one shameless plug Perfect. You are you have mastered those at this point, dude. <laughs> okay, please continue, Eric. I mean that that's it it for me. With with D, DC, it's always been about uh, moving their ideas and actually pulling them them off. On paper, this sounds great. I think they've got all their cards in a row. I, I think it's a great sign for both storytelling for the genre as a whole and the franchise itself it's very pandora's box-esque uh which is great but as we've talked about on this podcast a lot i wouldn't put it past them quite yet to fuck it up entirely that's so, the most fair and reasonable and even-handed thing you've ever said on this so show. i do keep that in the back of my head that they haven't quite sold me yet but all signs point to an exciting film, but more importantly, an exciting approach to storytelling as a whole. I think we've learned to wait with bated breath when it comes to DC, and you're right to show concern. We're excited about the prospect, but they still have to prove it. Just like my dreaded Washington football team that is currently in yet another rebound. Like I'm not giving them my heart back until they prove it. Well, you are gonna wait a long time for that one, pal. Can't be hurt again, Eric. <laughs> but I think it's one thing I think is cool and interesting is that Kevin Feige has said that Spider-Man, Tom Holland, will jump between the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Sony's, you know, Marvel Universe. And kind of we have a similar-ish situation now with the Flash, even though it's within one studio, he's jumping universe. So I, I do think it's cool that both of those are existing simultaneously, but in different contexts and in different executions across the industry. Yeah, and that sounds like what we're gonna be getting with the Batman is gonna be its own thing. And that's why when I say that uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman is gonna show up in this, I don't think he's gonna be a part of the movie, but if when you're starting to get into multiversal storytelling, he has to be acknowledged in some sense. But just the fact that we're gonna be getting you know, for me, I'm still more pumped up for the Batman because as far as I could tell, that, that's going to be, you know, a three-film story, uh, which is something that we haven't gotten in, in a post-MCU world yet, uh, which I'm still totally pumped for. 
But just the fact that we're getting this different version of Batman at the same time is as close to comic books on film as you could really get. I still don't think we're going to see Robert Pattinson, but I would bet any amount of money that we will see an unexpected character pop up, whether that be from the Arrowverse, whether that be from one of the streaming services, something from a different world and platform that further drives home the point, like, yo, bet, all bets are off. We're, we're yeah. going to see stuff over here. Now, we think that the Batmans are going to be sharing scenes, right? I would have to admit, I mean, how could you not have Keaton and Ben picture it? They're both in the suits. Both of them has, have their cows off. He's like, you're old. He's like, and you're a punk. And then, or, or no, ah, it's, or it's, oh, and it's like, and you're, you're old too, dude. They're sure, both fucking sure. old, yeah. <laughs> uh, Will, do you think staying with that, is like Christian Bale going to show up, yes or no? Christian Bale, man. I, could you, because you got to think that they did reach out in some shape or form, right? I'm sure they tried. I cannot imagine how quickly he told the fuck off. <laughs> I mean, seriously, because he, I mean, because he had turned down showing back up as Batman for a fourth time. I think that they were going to pay him like $50 million. And he said no then. So could you only imagine now, would it be awesome if he did? Of course. I mean, that would, that would, that, I like, I, I can't even fully describe what that if would be did, like. He would have to call Clooney and Val Kilmer and be like, listen, we might as well just make it a complete set. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, right. So that's kind of, kind of the main thing for a fan. It's just so excited. The possibilities now truly are endless. Now, last question, and then we'll rest up because we got a big DC fandom coming up that we got to be on point for. If Christian Bale doesn't show up and just thinking, both for the Flash, but more so for the future of this endeavor. What other multiverse crossover in characters would you want to see? What combinations for mediums and shows and movies do you want to see come together? I mean, so for me, Batman is my guy. So I'm sort of getting it right now. This, this is it. Uh, you know, if you want to expand that to like all the Jokers and stuff, who knows? But in terms of crossovers, yeah, I mean, could, could you imagine if they brought in uh, Kevin Con Conroy, the guy who does the voice from... Uh, from all the uh, animated Yeah, like, you know, that... So, for me... Made a game show on the Arrowverse crossover. Right. So, you know, who knows, dude? I would love to see, and he's already been in the Arrowverse, Arrowverse Crisis on Infinite Earth storyline. I would like to see Brandon Routh, who starred as Superman and Superman Returns, and Henry Cavill share the screen together. Cause I just think that would be oh, fun. Very, yeah. very different Superman, a little bit higher profile, very much higher profile than the Arrowverse, which I'm not a huge fan of. That would be kind of my dream concoction. Now, I just want to talk about what we think the film itself is going to be because the themes that they're talking about, you know, it's going to in involve Bruce Wayne and his mom, and then a flashpoint story that also too is based on his, you know, a very uh, heavy story about him sort of trying to get home to his mom. But but the Flash, the way that they've shown him to us so far, he's like a comic relief he's character. A huh? Fumbling idiot. Right. You said it politely. I didn't. So how do you think that they're gonna like? What kind of film do you? expect it's not going to be a comedy i expect not in 
actual content, but in tone and vibe, much like the It franchise, which balanced horror and comedy pretty well, especially in the first one, more so than the second one. But oh, it, two was so bad. Two was so bad. Yeah, and Andy, because Andy Muschietti directed those, and now he's doing the Flash. So I, I expect them to balance the kind of bumbling uh, buffoonery of Ezra Miller's Flash with the heavier elements and with the necessary heavy lifting they have to do to actually establish this multiverse. That's going to yeah. be a lot of exposition. Because I, I just think the fact that they're sort of involving all this very high concept time travel character crossover, including a inherently dark character like Batman, I'm just fascinated to see what kind of film com comes out here because I don't think it's going to be as, you know, ha-ha slapstick as I had thought it was. You know, now that they've involved Ben's uh, brutally dark take, it's just going to be a fascinating movie. We have never, uh, this is like the fifth time I've, I've said it on, on the pod. We have never seen anything like this, so. You said that it's about Batman's mom and that connection. I would just love to see Michael Keaton's Batman and Ben Affleck's Mar Batman just for two hours straight. Mark, Martha, 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 Martha. I, I know. Back and forth. God. Hours. All right, well, I think that will do it from us. We had to just kind of break down, respond, analyze, evaluate this huge news since it is such a big deal. Uh, stay tuned for more post-credit pod. We're going to be doing DC fandom in a couple days. Follow us on Twitter for more at great underscore Catsby at Eric underscore Ital. Eric, you got any sign-off lines? Any goodbyes you want to say? Yes, and at post-cred pod. That is the best point you've made. At post-cred pod. All right. That's it, Brandon. Tell me, do you believe, baby? Make him an offer, Captain. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius.